Hello, and welcome to the Sarah Zen Podcast. We're here to provide you with opportunities to ground and grow. Thank you for joining us. Hi, my name is Aniela, and I am the Community Education Coordinator at Sarah Zen. Did you know that October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, or as we call it, Domestic Violence Action Month? This Domestic Violence Action Month, we challenge you to think about what you can do to help end domestic violence. And this can be something as simple as telling someone you know why this issue is important to you. It could include things like coming out to a rally or an event that centers survivors um, during the month of October. It could include putting up a purple ribbon to show your support or sharing a post about domestic violence to your social media. We also know that it's important for all of us to start by raising our own awareness and getting informed. This month on the Sarah Zen podcast, we're bringing you a series of bite-sized episodes to learn more about the issue of domestic violence and the vital work we do at Sarah Zen. We'll be doing short interviews with a variety of our staff about their different roles, and they'll each share a common myth or misconception that they encounter in their work. Today, we have joining us Lau. Uh, Welcome. Hi. Can you first start by introducing yourself? Who are you? What is your role at Sarazen? Yeah. Uh, my name is Lau, and I am the counselor program supervisor. So I oversee the counseling program. Uh, our counseling program has two branches. We have the child and family counseling team and the adult counseling um, team as well. And today we're actually going to focus a little more on the child and family counseling team. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about what that team does at Sarazen, the work that they do? Yeah, so we primarily uh, provide individual uh, counseling uh, sessions as well as support group. And uh, we uh, categorize our, our children by their ages, right? So children uh, zero to four, uh, we consider uh, tots, children five to 11, uh, we categorize as children, and then our teens uh, fall between the ages of 12 and 18. Uh, and sometimes, uh, depending on um, how many families we're serving and the need, but we will also create a teen uh, teen group, uh, which is uh, between the ages of 11 and 13. Um, so like I mentioned, we provide individual counseling uh, and group support. And for children under the age of five, we provide uh, parent-child uh, psychotherapy, which is a modality of therapy that really focuses on um, on the relationship between the parent and the child, right? Um, we it, it pulls from attachment theory and really cent- centers repairing um, any kind of attachment uh, disrupted by trauma that the child might have experienced, child and parent might have experienced. Um, so that is, uh, in a nutshell, what, what we do and what we provide. Yeah, thank you for sharing more about the work that that team does um, with children and also with parents and sometimes together with parents and children in the session together. Um, so for our like myth-busting series this month, um, we asked you to think about like one common myth or misconception that you frequently encounter, your child and family counselors frequently encounter about the work that they do with parents and children. So yeah, I'm happy to um, talk about that, uh, about this a little bit. 
I think a common misconception that we encounter as a child and family team is that the idea that children are not as impacted or as much by intimate partner violence or that they don't want to process their experiences, um, which is which is actually quite the opposite of uh, what we see in our work and how we understand uh, the work, right? And um, we tend to approach the work under the belief that uh, children are always impacted and they always have experiences, whether they had the language or not to express it at the time. It doesn't mean that there wasn't an experience, right? Uh, we also want to be uh, uh, mindful and aware that there are little ears in our surrounding spaces uh, and careful when an adult may be sharing about their experiences of violence uh, and abuse uh, and why in a given session we might choose um, to put the children in childcare or in a separate uh, playroom while we're meeting with, with a parent. Um, and uh, really in our experiences with uh, children, uh, like I mentioned earlier, <laughs> there's just uh, actually a lot of awareness around their circumstances. And oftentimes children are ready to either play about it, talk about it, or both, right? Um, and sometimes it's just a mat matter of giving the tools and the language to parents to be able to do that with their children and reinforce the relationship that is already there, right? Reinforce whatever um, attachment already exists. Uh, children are very observant and they do remember. And like I mentioned, they are ready to play. Uh, play it out, uh, talk it out, sometimes even sing it out, depending on, on the child. So my next question is, if uh, a parent listening or someone listening has more questions or wants to learn more about how children can be impacted, how to support a child who might be impacted by um, by domestic violence, what can they do? What resources would you point them towards? Yeah, I think I would um, start by uh, asking everyone to check out our uh, previous podcast that the ch Child and Family Team um, put out in April. It was for Child Abuse Prevention Month, uh, where we talk a little bit more about this in depth as well as uh, preventative measures around abuse. And um, obviously, if anyone has any kind of question or uh, want to know more about how to support children who have been impacted by um, witnessing domestic violence, they can call our crisis line at 708-386-4225. Uh, um, and you can ask for any of our child and family counselors. You can ask for me. We'll be happy to answer any question. There is no dumb question uh, for us. Thank you. Thank you for sharing those resources. So before we sign off on today's episode, uh, my last question is, what is one thing that you love about the work that you do? Um, one thing that I love about the work uh, that I do uh, is working with all of the counselors and learning about the ways in which they're supporting families and what creative tools, and toys and games they're using to um, strengthen the relationship between children and parents. Wonderful. I love that answer. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of mutual learning amongst the counseling team and the counselors and advocates. So that's, that's a really, yeah, great answer. Um, so thank you, Val, for joining us. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners, for joining us for this episode. 
And don't forget to follow us, uh, particularly for this month of October, but also check out past episodes. Um, We're on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Um, So tune in for the next installment of this mini-series coming out next week. If you have questions, again, about any of the information you've heard, feel free to check out our website, sarahsin.org, or call our crisis line at 708-386-4225 to speak with an advocate. Uh, Thank you, and we hope that you'll listen next time. Hello, and thank you for tuning into the Sarah Zen podcast today. I'm Katie Hickman, the Director of Development at Sarah Zen. I would like to invite you to join us on Saturday, October 16th for Stand Tall with Sarah Zen. Stand Tall is our annual fundraising event, which will be held at the Oak Park Country Club. The evening will include a short presentation on Sarah's Inn Prevention Programming and the Youth Committee. Join us to show your support for Sarah's Inn and learn more about how to end the cycle of domestic violence within the community. Event information and safety protocols are available at sarahzinn.org. We hope to see you there.